Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Okay, Big John Dub back in the house, ladies and gentlemen, for numero 52. We are here. We've made it to 52 of the Sheeler Select. It's weird. Didn't think it would take off or go this far, but we have made it happen with one of the good friends that I have on here has helped me put a lot of episodes, especially in the early days. Like I said, already introduced some Big John W. He's back. What's up, man? Another exciting day for y'all. Crack a little uh, for the special occasion, Lagavulin 16. Ooh. Of course, the blurred background doesn't uh, doesn't usually get it, but uh, yeah, man. Nice touch with the Lagavulin, man. Nice touch. Nice touch. So, so how you been, man? I've One been good. In. I've been good. One year in, you know, uh, like I said, I didn't think after... You know, I think you, I think you were there on number the fourth episode with me, and I didn't think after that, you know, it was really going to start taking off. I thought I was going to get bored with it and it was going to slow down. And I thought, you know, just after a few episodes, like, all right, I had my fun, I'm done with it. But when you're in now, man, look at look look me, look at us, we're here. I mean, it's grown, we've grown, we're growing a little bit, but uh, it's a beautiful know. thing, you know. Like uh, I'm pulling you up on YouTube right now, and you know, we were talking a little bit ago about how you've been able to really kind of find that sweet spot of talking to just everybody. And, you know, you've got a lot of PhDs, a lot of people from different backgrounds. You've got uh, multiple individuals, you know, just talking to Devin about, you know, when we did that episode and stuff like that, like you've been really able to get in there and talk to people and get to know them as well as, you know, a little bit from us getting to know you. So it's been fun, man, getting to watch the videos and seeing you. You do that and grow so yeah. i mean that's one of the cool things you know when i first started this i thought it would really like just be you my closest friends and stuff just bullshitting on here and talking about video games and twitter and it was just you know like something to do to pass the pandemic time but it's been really nice just you know these few people not few people but the people i've had on here just getting to know them and their way of life and what they're into and you know it's, it's broadened my horizons for sure and yeah it just gives you a whole new outlook on life almost like i think it's like there's you know, it's a big picture out there yeah you get to travel all over the world and never leave your chair yeah really bro i mean so, really that's a good way to put it but it's yeah. been uh been fun being on uh the episodes like i think this is four or five now we've gotten together in uh child with that yeah yeah for sure yeah. um yeah but you know we one good thing you know keeps us in touch with each other when you actually sit down and talk about you know, some, I mean, not serious topics, but some other topics rather than just, you know, hey, well, how was Gears last night, bro? Oh, okay. What, what, hey, it was what trash. Drink, hey, it yeah. stays like trash. <laughs> what whiskey are you drinking? Like, you know, it's just us and I get a feel for how you feel about certain stuff and me about certain stuff and just, you know, just shoot the shit, man, you know? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, bro. But you know, speaking, of, speaking of Back for Blood, that was a good transition. We've been able to uh, play that instead of Gears and the, uh, the relentless just disappointment that is that game over the last couple of years we played it i'm looking looking forward to gear six and hopefully all the writers uh just aren't there at all you know maybe, maybe bring back a little input from cliffy b and get it back to its roots of more of a, a running gun instead of a uh squad based tactical big gaming kind of 
shooter that you know was never never meant to be that it wasn't meant to be halo it wasn't meant to be like uh, unreal tournament it was always meant to be that like story progression gameplay style at least in my opinion and maybe i'm wrong fuck it who cares <laughs> but uh, i i'm not enjoying number five but back to blood was good yeah. we've been able to get some game done on that well do you think that you know because of the success of halo and uh what's it uh Fortnite and call of duty that that's the reason they try to change everything back into like oh, yeah. go down that way and they say we'll get more out of it with our more money like yeah, but they, you, they shit the bed really hard because that's not what you know the uh, core fan base was about that's why they're seeing abandonment rates like they are and it's just it's like look you know they're they're trying to be what they aren't what is it i'm trying to remember who said uh, don't be a second rate somebody else be a first rate yourself and uh, i always appreciated that because you know you can you can imitate or innovate and there's just not been any innovation from gears like gears really had that you know first three big video game push where it's like okay we're going to try different weapons we're going to play a little bit with the play style to see you know what the actual players the fans are looking for and now it's just like hey you know we're gonna we're gonna make it like these other cash cows that uh you know we're gonna try to sell you some skins and do all this stuff it's like look i get it but that's that's not where your bread and butter is and now you just made some hybrid bastardized game that's not fun yeah i mean i agree 100 i mean stick with your bread and butter especially when you had success and don't sell out just because you know fortnite and call of duty and whatever have you so i mean yeah they're having big success but like you said you got a core group right there that is you know loyal to the game and then it just it's disheartening when they just like all right we're trying to be something we're not now and nope yeah but i, I mean i i guess i kind of get it you know they're trying to make as much money as you can i mean you know they want to get their piece of the pie but it's also yeah microsoft bought bungie and you know like they really tried to take the halo because i'm looking forward to the halo release and you know they're trying to push it back into the master chief realm because they did uh, what was it not halo heroes what was the what was the halo game that where master chief wasn't in it like it was kind of decent was it that strategy game not the strat one. it was the uh reach no. uh was it reach for some reason reach is coming to my head let's get on the yeah game. I'm just trying to remember, uh, not Infinite, not Wars, not Guardians. It was, uh, which one was it? Was it 4? Was Halo 4 where they tried to diverge away from uh, that, Master Chief? That might be right, dude. I can't even remember back that far now. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is it was mostly forgettable. But now they're trying to get back <laughs> on track. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how they do it. But... So let's uh, let's focus on the important things today, Mr. Chris Sheeler. So 52, one year in, weekly episodes, you went from, you know, looking for people to be on your show now to where I'm having to fight to get the queue in, uh, to be like, oh man, me, me too, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think is the greatest improvement over the last year for uh, either your guests or how you do things? Like, what, what was the thing that really, you know, kind of, helping you find your special sauce Ooh, i think it was to find my secret or my special sauce honestly i think it was just you know staying true to you know like you just said really making sure i release an episode at least once a week and then also just putting in you know everything they say you're supposed to put in what ten thousand hours to become a expert at it and i'm nowhere near ten thousand hours but it's obviously the more you do something the better you get so I just found myself, I got, would get more comfortable. I would actually try to actually listen to what people were saying. And like, it's like a little dance of what you're saying. Like, oh, okay. Now what is, can I come back with? And that's going to be somewhat relevant. Something that's going to be informational and just keep the conversation going. And, you know, and I'm not giving myself a big pat on the back by any means. Cause I mean, I'm still, it's, you know, it's nothing great. We're not Joe Rogan status or any of those Dak Shepard or two bears, one cave or anything. But I just noticed myself though, having these conversations, I feel like, you know, I've learned to listen, learn to talk more, or talk better with people. And actually, when they have something to say, I'm actually listening to what they say, as opposed to just thinking about what's already in my head and just saying that's something that's not really relative at all. It's just whatever. I'm just waiting for my turn to say something, if that makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. That's, yeah. uh, you know, when I was in consulting, and I guess, you know, it never, it never leaves you 
once you get into that consulting mindset where you're talking to people. And one of the biggest complaints that my senior leadership helped, you know, when they were mentoring me was the idea that, you know, a person will come in and we'll, we'll say a consultant, but it could be like a doctor is actually a really good example or somebody that's a very good at their field will come in and they already know what they're going to say and they'll have a response. And someone's like, hey, you know, uh, I've got uh, a pain in my side. And the doctor's like, oh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll make sure to get you an ice pack for your foot. And you're like, wait, that, that's not what I'm talking about. And not being heard, listened to, or being in an engaging conversation was one of the biggest ways to lose client confidence, lose sales, uh, lose any kind of ability to grow and mature the relationship because it's ultimately, you know, what everything is, is relationships when it comes down to it. Sure. And, you know, being able to hear you say that, that now you're more actively engaged and that you're, you're not queued up, you're yeah. ingesting, digesting the information. And then you're like, okay, how do I, you know, add value or ask the next question to learn more? And that's, that's really cool to hear. Yeah. I mean, you know, before doing this, you know, it felt like, you know, I always felt like I was, I don't want to say socially awkward or had crippling social anxiety, but I always felt like, you know, when we were talking about, you know, tough topics or topics that are not fun to hear, you know, unless they were just, you know, drinking. COVID. yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. COVID, politics, religion, whatever. And not, not that we take, or I've taken deep dives on those topics, but I would always like, ah, shy away and stuff like that. But, you know, I also found myself actually trying to, I don't watch the news a lot, but I try to, you know, at least see, you know, what the headlines are and then like try to form my own opinions. And that way, you know, when these things do come up, I actually can say, okay, this is what I've read about it. This is what little I know. And that way we can actually sit down and debate it and talk about it. And, and not me just saying, oh, this is what it is. We're done here. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, that's one good thing for me. It's like, Hey, all right, now I'm actually trying to educate myself constantly even more just to stay fresh with things, you know? And, you know, and like I said, you know, and I feel like my conversational skills have improved. I mean, they're not 100% the best at all by any means. But that's one good thing I've noticed about myself, though. Even when I'm just having private conversations at the gym or, at, you know, at your wedding, for example, it's like, oh, you know. Just, Shout out for that, huh? Yeah, bro. Actually, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Since John came back, ladies and gentlemen, he is now his uh, life milestone, I guess you should say. He is a married man. Yeah. Uh, Achievement officially... unlocked. <laughs> Dude. Uh... <laughs> established uh, goal there that wasn't even a goal this time last year um it was like all right you know i was just telling the missus so uh, you know like a year and a half ago if you'd have told me i'd be dating somebody fall in love getting married i'd be like yeah I'm also gonna light my balls on fire and run around times square that also sounds like a pretty good idea <laughs> and like nah but it yeah I'm, so did you have that goal even when you were younger, you think? Or just, Shit, no. Did you just want to be married? Or <laughs> no. Didn't no, think you would God, no. no, I was, uh, was terrified. And uh, You were terrified uh, of marriage? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, I was, uh, I was raised of like, don't get married. There's uh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. And if you want fish, just just go fishing. No need to <laughs> uh, you know try to set up a boat on the ocean, make love to a fish. I mean, it's really kind of you know, years and years of various influences in my life breaking down and saying like, no, no, you don't want to get married. And now it's, uh, you know, a complete 180. But it was, you know, right girl, right time. Mm -hmm. And it worked out well. So yeah. here we are. Yeah, I mean, you know, growing up, I used to hear that stuff all the time. It's like, yeah, just don't focus on one lady. And, you know, that there is plenty of fish in the sea. And then if you lose one, it's easy to go find another one. And so I never had that mindset it was just like yeah i wanted to get married really young it was just kind of like you know if it happens cool but you know i knew i wanted to be married eventually but it wasn't like oh i gotta get married here like right after high school or college but yeah i had the same kind of i guess little quips that people would share along with me like that i was like yeah man don't worry about it just they'll, they'll take all your money and you'll be left with yeah. nothing and yeah if you want to be rich stay single and blah 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 oh, all that shit and you know it, it's funny you mentioned the stay rich and stay single you know, as uh, I guess cisgendered mid 30s males in the United States raised in the Southern Appalachian environment, you know, we're very much judged on what we bring to the table as providers and what better way to judge how well you provide than your money. So, yeah. 
you know, if you have a ton of money, a lot of money set back, obviously you're perceived as more valuable by the society. So if you have something that's pulling away from that, even though like, you know, I guess from a traditional uh, Judeo-Christian standpoint, being married and having children was being successful, for whatever reason, they never correlated. Like people never said, oh, uh, you should get married and have a family and be successful and have a lot of money. It's always like, well, you can have a family or you can have a lot of money mm -hmm. and you can pick and don't fuck up and pick getting married. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was almost a cultural norm is that, you know, almost that, not even almost a cultural norm. It was just that, yeah, get married have kids and just get a job and just hope it pays well and bring home the bread every night. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, it was just, I don't know where I'm going with that point, but yeah, it was just stay single. You'll be fine forever. But it's also, it takes a you know, toll on your mental health. I would think just because for yeah. me, but for me, it did, especially in the pandemic, you know, just because being a single guy during a pandemic was zero fun. I mean, what is that? Uh, it was only, only so much that uh, two hands can do. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you get uh get to the point where you know the companionship and you know all right we're gonna segue right into that uh so you've been uh you've been talking to a lady you know uh sheila has been pulling some of that shizzle magic and uh <laughs> finding out uh what it is what it is to be a guy who is uh fairly off the market now and you know getting getting to the pandemic uh you know single and then continuing, hopefully, with Sheila Select and they see oh, yeah. other there in. Um, I guess a couple, couple quick questions then for you. First, okay. uh, do you think that your ability to communicate with her has improved as a part of doing Sheila Select? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like kind of what I was just saying earlier is that, you know, when we do start talking about stuff, I have more interesting things to say, I feel like, rather than just I went to CrossFit today and picked up a barbell and – ate some chicken and came home, you know? Uh, but yeah, we actually can have, you know, these great conversations with, you know, no background noise or anything distract you. And that's just, you're focused and you're really having this intimate conversation with somebody and you're just like, you know, and it's not even, you're just looking at each other's eyes and you're just like, Hey, you're, I'm really listening to what you have to say. And I really care, like get you get to know you as a person rather than just, you know, oh, that's cool that you saw that TikTok today <laughs> or whatever. What so and like, yeah, so this has helped just because, you know, like I was saying, you know, I'm listening deeply to what you know she is saying. And I was like, okay, when I come back with something, I want to be, you know, not only to impress her, but actually to say, you know, I, I'm an interesting guy too, and I know some things. And, you know, and it just this communication, it, like that's one thing that builds relationship, in my opinion, is just that, you know, you can talk all day and you can, but if you're not really set, you're talking, but not really saying anything, I mean, it doesn't help. And that's where I think besides, you know, financial reasons and other, you know, social media, but I think a failure to communicate is, you know, what causes hardships in relationships. And yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that with the, you know, the TikTok, Instagram things that, I mean, I'm guilty. I'm always sitting literally, next to the missus and you know i'll be scrolling through stuff and a lot of the conversations will be like oh hey check this out this is funny i want you to see it and it's um one of my favorite words it's distractivation mm -hmm. and you know you're, you're kind of right the dog likes it yeah but um you know you're you're doing something and you're not being in the moment with the person or people that you're with and yeah you know you're trying to share similarly to you know when we play video games but i almost want to say that it's not the same because the video game aspect for us is more like you know uh team sports yeah where you know like you're communicating you're interacting you're doing something this is more like two people you know dual threading and then occasionally crossing paths but it's not that that deep and meaningful relationship so sometimes i have to you know focus and tell myself put your damn phone down yeah relax exactly you know, one thing when we, you know, when I'm, I'm not going to use her as an example, but just when I'm first actually just talking to somebody without really knowing them, like how I know you, like I would text you different than I would actually meeting. I would text you different now rather than a person I just met just because they would know me. Yeah. And just because <laughs> I, like I'm almost overanalyzing my, like with you, I'll be like, what it do, baby? You know, yeah. stuff. but with them, I'm like, all right, let me, I'm almost overthinking my text just because, wait, 
what if he or she perceives it this way? I don't want to come off as I don't want to come off as a dick or an asshole, but wait. All right. So that's one thing also that I don't know. I mean, I don't know if my the podcast has helped with that part of it, but it's one thing that I'm very conscientious now of when I'm even texting somebody, even like, you know, for example, I have uh, I'll tell you all this off the air, but I had something going on where somebody was texting me um back and forth over something and it was gonna be it could be a big opportunity in my life. And so I was making sure like when I was texting them that it was actually a legit professional conversation, not just me putting up stupid emojis saying, right. Oh, yeah. Later, bro. You know? So, mm -hmm. but that, yeah, but that's part of it that I think people do fail to communicate just because of, you know, text can be 14 different ways of just depending on how somebody reads it or one reads it. Language is tone. Yeah. Inflection over words. And, uh, uh, I guess, okay. Second question for you then. Um, do you find that when you're trying to be more professional, uh, and this happened for me a lot, I'm still trying to learn and grow as an individual. And you know, the more people you talk to, and sometimes don't talk to, the more that you learn and consume, it takes it from a place of being like milk toast, kind of boring and you're, because you, when you start straddling that line, it's like, well, hello, how are you? And it's very blase. But now, like you, you've talked to people, you've got stuff coming up. It's not just, yeah, I went to, I went to CrossFit and there was the floor and I pushed up on it <laughs> and uh, chicken. I put salt and pepper. Yeah. You know, like now you're able to really kind of you know, go in and say, yeah, you know, when I'm, when I'm ordering, you know, uh, this particular meal off of hello fresh or whatever. And that's a, that's a shameless plug, even though I'm uh, sponsored by them, but you know, like when you're getting food or something like you're able to describe it, like the herbs and the spices and the things that you use. And when you're going into CrossFit, you're like, actually, you know, this time I was able to be, you know, 3% increased on my rep and speed. Like that's something I'm looking forward to measurement. Like you yourself become more involved with the topics that you're discussing as opposed to just being bland and kind of just washing over it, which again is, entirely atypical for when you're just scrolling through and consuming this mass amount of media and going, uh, it's good. What'd you do? I ate chicken. Yeah. So, <laughs> and do you, uh, do you feel like that's helped you? Cause you kind of said the expansion of your, uh, communicative abilities, communicative even. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, you know, I try to be more detailed in what I'm saying just because and just saying like, yeah, I ate chicken or whatever. I pushed up on the floor just because, you know, when you start telling, if you start telling a story, which I've never been a good, great storyteller, if you've just been telling somebody about your day or whatever, you know, you almost want somebody to actually feel like, oh, this is what I was feeling. And, you know, I want them to feel almost what I was feeling almost. Now, I don't know if I do that 100% of the time, but I try to just because it's opened up to my eyes. You know, for example, um, I did no caffeine October. Right? I'm still... Well, I started, yeah. So I did no caffeine and I had maybe one and no alcohol either. And I think I had maybe a beer at your wedding, maybe a beer and a half. Sober October. Yeah. So, and, but somebody, me and my buddies at the gym said, well, why don't we put no caffeine in there? So when we started talking about how, like, cause a couple of people were like, how's it going? How do you feel? Like I was able just to say that, you know, oh, I'm actually sleeping better. I'm getting REM, REM sleep and I'm actually dreaming again and having these weird dreams. I, I don't remember the last time I had a dream. And then I was actually able to go into details about, you know, I actually sat down and figured out, you know, how much caffeine, like a Coke has, how much caffeine, uh, I don't know if you know what a Fit Aid is, but it's like a CrossFit drink. And, like, and then yeah. like if you drink one of those bang energy drinks, but the massive amount of caffeine I was drinking milligram wise was ridiculous. I say you're probably what, doing two, 450 a day? Probably almost more than that, just because, you know, well, right, so I would have like two or three cups of coffee in the morning. And, yep. and that's what, let's say what a hundred milligrams right there. And then yep. a bang is 200, I think. So right there, five. Yeah. So if I actually, yeah, had any more in a fit aid, so let's say about five to 600 would probably be about right. And, but I used to think that, you know, now that I guess my point is that I was able to sit down and tell somebody about that and make it like, Hey, you know, had them thinking, Oh, how much caffeine am I actually taking in? But it blew my mind just because, you know, I was still sleeping at night. I had no trouble sleeping, but I was not getting that deep sleep, you know, and I, you know, I was not wired all day or anything, but I don't, but now, I mean, yeah. So my point is, yeah, I'm able to, I feel like to actually talk thoroughly about, you know, what's going on with me, how I'm feeling, you know, what are my thoughts are and not, not to any extreme extent, not to anything that's mind blowing, but to me, I've seen improvements with that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So. All right. 
You ever done Sober October or anything like that? Um, I do No Shave November. I do Decent Beard. I go and also do uh, Damn Your Harry January and February. And then um, March on Strong Warrior. And then, of course, April, you know, some people, it's a girl's name, so they shave. But I don't. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. No, I, uh, Sober October, a, a friend of mine was uh, was doing that for a bit. And I was like, good luck. Because uh, she's very into craft beers. And October is a beautiful month for all oh, yeah. of my favorite beers, personally. All the, uh, like, the German Marsens, Dunkels, Hefeweizens, like, all those good falls. I'm like... Yeah, I could do sober August, June, July. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, here's a lot of IPAs. I'm like, hey, fuck that. Like, get me in October. I'm like, nah. And then November, December, I'm like, I've got family to deal with. And doing that sober is rough. I haven't done that since I was 18. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the alcohol part really wasn't that tough for me. I mean, I don't, I really only drink, you know, like if we're out together at a brewery or something, but then Saturday nights, if I'm sitting at the house, you know, I'd get bored. Like, oh, or we're playing online with video right. or I'm just watching a movie. So oh, well, I'll pour myself a drink or two right. just here and relax or whatever. And some, you know, some nights I might just try to catch that little buzz, but that was really the only times I would drink as far as social gatherings and just Saturday nights. Cause I knew Sundays I would really wasn't doing anything, but you know, right. just with coffee and, and there's so every drink has caffeine in it. And I had no, oh, yeah. Now, like when I would go to the store and now one night we did a movie night and I was actually looking for a drink that didn't have caffeine. It's like a soda or something. One thing I just Sprite. Wanted, hey, Sprite would have been good. Hmm. Sprite, ginger ale. Huh, but anyway, uh, I, I just really wanted a Coke. I was like, I had to find a caffeine yeah. Coke. You know? I would have took a Pepsi, but. Even uh, sweet tea, like traditional yeah. Southern style sweet tea. You know, that's, it's not an herbal tea that's caffeine free. So. But yeah, it's just like a huge lifestyle. I mean, it's just so easy just to sit down and drink a cup of coffee or go to a coffee shop and just hang out with somebody. And yeah, and there's so many teas, like you just said, with caffeine in it. It's just like, man, I was oblivious to all of how much caffeine we consume on a daily basis just in this country, I guess. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Try I'm, going uh, dairy free. See how that treats you. Ooh, well, I don't, I eat a little dairy right now. I'm not, you know, eating tons of it, but yeah. You take whey protein? Yeah. <laughs> there you go so it's uh i mean going dairy free like i did that uh, a long time ago when i was serious about working out uh, as you can tell i'm uh, not serious about that now but that's uh, gonna be a trend that changes in 20 end of uh 2021 let's not put it off to 2022 so why, why did you decide to cut out dairy was that just uh it made me feel good honestly like um there's a lot of enzymes and heavy food and you just in your cheeses and your butters and stuff. It's delicious, but a lot of, a lot of heavy animal fat. And I just wasn't, uh, wasn't feeling healthy. Wasn't feeling good. So I dropped about, uh, you know, 25 pounds in as many days, just, uh, cutting out dairy. Wow. You're not, you're not going out and having a bunch of, you know, like, Oh, you want a quesadilla? No, but I can have the, uh, you know, the shrimp or the chicken. Yeah. So, one moment to have you and you just you change up a little things like you want a, you know, a taco you get a street taco you want to get uh ice cream you're like hey you know maybe i just uh won't i'll just have a uh, you know, lemonade or something instead it makes you do the same thing like when you're doing the no caffeine you just have to think about it you said at the end of this year you're going to start back on that or i don't know if i'll do the no dairy entirely and part of that is uh messing up your gut biome yeah like uh, i do a lot of dairy-free stuff now like i still do the cheese but i'll do your higher-end organic cheeses because it doesn't seem to have whatever gives you that bubble gut mm -hmm. but uh one of the things i really liked was uh you know changing out for almond milk and oat milk and doing a lot of cooking with that and things like that are you a big coffee drinker Shit, yeah yeah i've got a uh i got a t-shirt uh and it's a picture of an angry looking bear and it says uh I drink coffee, hate people and know things. That's uh, <laughs> pretty accurate. <laughs> I like it. So, well, when you drink your coffee, do you put sugar and all that shit? No. Black? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I like my coffee, like I like my soul. Dark, black, cold. Dark, black, and cold, baby. Yeah. I do miss the taste of coffee, man. I, do, I haven't still jumped back onto the coffee train, but I do. Like now it's starting to get cold again. I'm like on my way to work, I would oh. pull me a little thermos. It was just so nice to sipping on coffee. And even when you get to the office and 
but I, I know I'm going to break down soon because I like to this morning. I really, really wanted a cup of coffee. And I don't know, part of it was just my brain just probably just telling me I still wanted it. I didn't really need it. I was up. I was fine. Yeah. And, and even before my workouts on some of them, if I knew I had a strenuous workout I was getting ready to go to, I would, that's the reason I would crush a bang or rain or whatever right. on the way there. Just something was telling my brain was telling my body I needed that. And that's probably a caffeine addiction too. I don't know. And I, it's, it's part of my still, I do still feel that. Like if I'm get, like right now, we're doing these tough workouts this week and next, and well, last week and this week. And like every time I leave, it's like, oh, maybe I should stop at the store and get one real quick. I just need it. I need it. I need it. You know, but I don't. I really don't. So, Fun. Uh, curious. Do you have you seen any performance change? No, actually, I haven't. I haven't decreased. I haven't really. I'd say I've increased as far as performance. But uh, you know, for example, you know, we had to do a heavy snatch uh, Thursday. No, Friday, and you know that I've hit the number I usually. I actually hit more than what I planned to. So, and that's what was really, you know, mind blowing to me. And it was kind of like, okay, so, I mean, there is some, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is benefits to drinking caffeine as far as that, but, um, but yeah, the amounts I was taking in ridiculous. And so, like I said, and that was just, man, I just could not believe it. I was like, what am I doing? I mean, it's wonder my heart was not going out of in and out of rhythm all day. So, and maybe it was, I just no clue. Between that and B12. Um, that'll jack you up yeah, for sure. So, yeah, dude, like you know, and back in roughly ten years ago, I found out that I had a small ulcer, and I don't know if that was f- from drinking coffee or why that was there, why it would develop. But I've never had any issues with it. You know, I mean, for example, you know, I had I have bad allergies, so I was when I was tested for man, we're getting deep on my on me tonight <laughs> when, yeah. I, when uh. So back in college, I got allergy tested and it came up like almonds and tomatoes was I was allergic to, but I still eat them now, but nothing happens. I mean, it might cause inflammation somewhere in my body, I guess, but, but it's not deathly. I'm, I'm ready. You would say no to the tomatoes, man. <laughs> Cause he's all about that. No nightshade shit and stuff like that. Oh where, yeah. Yeah. Cause any, anything that causes inflammation, I'm like, well, okay. Huh? I didn't realize that. He's, he's super old. So he moved to Florida too. So I think that helped him out. <laughs> but. You know, I took CBD for a while, and that's supposed to help right. with inflammation. Um, yep. I, I mean, I don't know. I can't notice a big difference when I take it, but I like – I mean, I felt like I did sleep better while taking that, though, too. But I've heard that as a sleep better – sleep better, better. Sleep better, reduce inflammation. I think st- release uh, – reduce anxiety. So there's some benefits to that. But yep. it's a little expensive, so I, I take it for a little bit, then I quit on and go back to it and vice versa. So. What you uh, what you hollering at in the hand? Oh, this is a uh, a cherry limeade seltzer water. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, uh, I've been drinking a lot more of these and Zevius. Oh, caffeine. Uh, well, I'm back. I'm am drinking caffeine again, but just not like fast amounts. Like so, you know, I had a Coke last night. You know, oh, went saw uh, Eternals last night, bro. I've heard lackluster things. What's your opinion on it? Um. So I liked it. She liked it um it was you know it was typical marvel movie yeah it was fun um it had a you know it had a great story it talked about even the avengers and stuff at parts but they actually you know and i told her that it had some philosophical meetings in it because there was a lot about you know living forever and do you want to be immortal forever and then you know about you know why is you know as mankind and civilization causes wars it's because it's to invent further things down the road then we have another war and it pushes us to you know keep increasing technology and innovating and there was a lot of little things like that and it was like you know never thought of that in that light but you know one kept you know thinking was to me was that you know they were talking about you know living forever and i don't want to do any spoilers or anything but it's like man would i want to live forever you know about you know and they're almost t- you know taking their conscience and, and they didn't put it in anybody's other body but, or anything but it's like you know they say that aging is actually being a disease now they're treating it as such so that you can uh so you can live forever almost like they're actually starting to put more work into it and i think i hope i hope i didn't butcher that but it's something along they're like aging is just not getting older anymore they're actually trying to say it's a disease and they're trying to prevent it and it's like who what i want to live forever what i want if like we had the technology you see in movies what i want and you can i'd like to get your thoughts on this like would you want your mind being put into another human body so that you could live forever so uh what's the that's the premise of uh what was 
Yeah. It was on Netflix. Yeah. Um, um, does it got Ron Reynolds in it? No, 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 no. It's going to be uh, the other guy that played in RoboCop. Um, oh, God, I want to say Scans. I know that's not it. All right. Uh, that's why. I think it's a different movie then. Uh, starting uh, season two was Hawkman. Clint? Uh, hold on. I'm going to see it as soon as uh, I'm going to feel like uh, not. I'm going to feel like a complete idiot. But anyways, uh, the whole point was that you could sleeve up and go into different bodies. And then. Oh, so you could always change your body every day. Yeah. And there was some uh, synesthesia. That's uh, my word of the day. Yeah, I can't remember the damn show, but uh, synesthesia is a word I can call upon. So the whole point was that as you were getting into bodies that weren't your own, um, and they would even clone bodies so that you could jump back into your old, I guess, form factor. Yeah. If you were in a different one, then what would end up happening is like you'd eventually start experiencing hallucinations, <clears throat> Um, these kind of weird out-of-body experiences, but it followed a uh, a guy who was born, I want to say Japanese, and the uh, the main star was the RoboCop guy. I'm just gonna reverse Google this. So, <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, oh God, I said Hawkman. I meant Falcon. Um, what is that dude's name? It's actually a pretty good actor. He's on. Uh, Wait, you talking about Black Mirror? Black, yeah, he's on Black Mirror. No, that yeah. was. Okay. That was a trippy episode. That was. That was. Uh, the one yeah, Sam, going. Samuel Wilson played by. Come on. Ooh, I want to talk to you about the metaverse too. See what you're talking I'm, I'm pretty excited about the metaverse. And I can uh, continue Googling this. Anthony Mackie. Ugh, God. So I'm going to ask for that. But yeah, Anthony Mackie played in season two of it. And it is called, um, wow, he's been in a lot of stuff. Altered Carbon. That's it. Hey, yeah, I watched that. Okay. Yeah, uh, so, yeah similar. I know about that. Right? Like uh, it uh, had the highest uh, watched series when it first came out and like netflix did a bunch of promos but then season two you know again they brought uh, him actually who he, he does a really good job but i uh, just didn't didn't catch on so i think uh, netflix gave it the job i've not heard of season three coming yeah, out yeah I don't, I don't think the second season yeah like you just said it caught any fire but you know what do you, i mean what do you think though i mean is that something you would subscribe to that if somebody said hey john we can let you live forever so it becomes a point of like, is it live forever with the option out? And, you know, you see a lot of these different uh, movies and shows that try to contemplate with the idea of living forever. What would it be to be immortal? Is it immortality uh, with conditions? Is it eternal youth? Is it, you know, uh, prime viability? Are you able to be anything greater than human? Are you able to travel? Um, all of these things kind of culminate in the idea of like, you know, at what point are you able to really experience everything in a way that continues to bring you joy, meaningfulness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of these characters that they pursue that are, you know, over anywhere from a couple hundred years to several thousands of years is that they eventually just get bored and they're, they want off out and can't. Uh, Keanu Reeves has a new comic called Berserker and it's uh, supposed to be like he's he's been around since the beginning of time and he doesn't understand it, but he just, he can't die. And like he's basically does stuff for the US military and the condition is, he's like, I'll help you do, you know, these various insurgent activities and stuff where, you know, he's taking the lead, but He's like, you guys have to help me figure out how to kill myself. He's like, I've been around it's like 50,000 years or something. Yeah. Just like, I hate it. And so you, you ask yourself, like, would people be that way? You know, all the vampire mythos and things like that, where they're living for hundreds of years and they either get bored or crazy. And yeah, it's, I mean, I guess it's easy to not think about because you don't have the option. Yeah. But it is something that if it uh, popped up, it's uh 
it would be too interesting to pass up and just say, all right, you know, able to continue to do and live and experience, but at the same time, it's sort of like, you know, after, you know, a couple hundred, few thousand years, if you're like, you know what, actually, no, thank you. I think it's time for me to pass naturally on to the mystic. I think that would, uh, that'd be part of it. And plus, you know, again, if you're, if you're healthy and able to really do and live, like, I mean, would you want to be immortal living in a wheelchair, unable to move? No. Like that, that'd be its own special kind of hell. Yeah. So, yeah, no. You know, a little deep, but uh, you know. yeah, no, and that's what I wanted to get you because I was that's what I was literally thinking about, you know, while watching that movie. And it's like, man, you know, like, you know, for example, I heard one time that somebody phrased it this way that, you know, let's say we, we just said Eternal, so if Infinity War and Endgame, you know, or could be arguably one of the better movies of this past few years, mm-hmm. but you know, it's what a three hour movie or so, so and they right. almost very similar to what you were saying, I might echo it a little bit, but saying that you know, you, you're enjoying that movie for three plus hours and you're just loving it. You're taking it all in, but it's almost like your life, you know, you know, do you want it to end? You don't want to sit there and watch that movie forever and ever and ever, you know, you want to change. So it's just like, you know, I don't want my life to be the same thing forever and ever and ever. And especially if you're immortal and know everyone around you is, is not immortal. I mean, they're all dying off. I mean, so for example, with the Eternals, you know, they, one of them said every five years they had to move to a new city because people would start asking questions like, why do you not age? You know, and they couldn't really release their secret identities. I don't know if it's a secret identity, but it released why, right. why what was going on. I was like, man, you know, that's not maybe the greatest lifestyle you think it would be. You know, it's fun to think about, but like you just said, you know, when you get down to it, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're healthy, that's one thing, but if you're living forever in a wheelchair, it's not. Right. Or if you're constantly having to, like if you build a life in five years that you enjoy and you have to, piece up and go somewhere else like that's a toll in its own right and you think now you know it was very different when mail and face-to-face communication and forcing buggy with something but as technology and transportation continues to uh, improve other than uh, our ability to intake ships in the u.s hashtag too soon but uh <laughs> you know as that continues to increase you know you're you're finding yourself less and less alone in the world and the universe and that there's, you know, tons of people that can reach out to you at any time, you know, um, work again, being fortunate enough to work with people literally everywhere in the world. And soon, you know, hopefully having more of these, I want to say temporary satellites or semi-permanent structures, because we're already popping up and uh, I think it's like 400 K you get to jump up into space like Captain Kirk. And uh, I can't, I can't believe he made it. And Leonard Nimoy uh, didn't. That kind of sucks. Would have been a hell of a, a shot for that. But again, you know, being able to go out into space and all of a sudden, like you know, communicating while you're in space, you're traveling around the universe and having an infinite lifespan because it would take you, what's well, like a thousand years to make it to the end of our solar system? Something ridiculous. I guess I don't even know. And that's just you know, hanging out in a ship, traveling, being bored out of your mind all the uh the media potential you know things that you got but there's all of that being said we continue to expand but it was part of that expansion we're becoming more interconnected so even this idea of like moving every five years i have no idea how other than faking your own death every single five years that people wouldn't you know be like oh hey you moved from new york to boston oh good to see you how have you been yeah shit like i mean even with massive amounts of wealth even now it'd be very, very difficult to hide your wealth, your status, unless you just want to live, you know, broke as a joke and kind of like, you know, wandering uh, nomad like Kung Kane and Kung Fu. Oh yeah. Good point. I mean, when you just said interconnected, I mean, this is one thing I wanted to bring up, like I said a few minutes ago, but what do you, what do you think about the metaverse? It'll be fun. I mean, I've been looking forward to it. It's how, every time one of these uh either dc or marvel and they they realize they fucked things up in the 90s when they're like oh shit we wrote something that doesn't make sense in the canon because quite frankly having that many minds working together to try to create a singular universe you're, you're just going to have plot holes it happens but then all of a sudden the metaverse opens it up and it's like well what if and if this changed then that 
and you know 52 dc 52 i think uh that was the big thing where it's like their version of the metaverse so now they're able to bring in and out like what if superman was raised in russia what if uh lois lane died like the whole injustice dc's uh fighter game slash uh i guess movie yeah yeah it uh basically it goes when um joker uses uh scarecrow fear gas laced with kryptonite hits uh hits superman in the face with it and superman uh is like you know he's he's having a time of he's like fuck it i'm i'm just gonna take care of the joker flies him up into space and as joker dies the uh fear toxin wears off and he realizes that he uh, just took up uh, Lois Lane pregnant with his child up into space and killed her. So uh, yeah. Superman, he, he has a moment and uh, kills the Joker. And there's basically like this huge uh, thing that happens. I was like, well, uh, that's a hell of a way to start off a uh, complete what if. So this isn't what you said, DC 52. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but uh, that's injustice. Oh, that's a part of the video game. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty, uh, Pretty indeed. But again, the DC 52 gives you the same thing as the Marvel metaverse where it's like alternative what ifs, things like that. And it's really cool because now you can start, you know, the Spider-Verse. And if you were able to, have you seen the uh, like introduction of, well, I guess, introduction to TV, Miles Morales, where he's one of various. Uh, yeah, he's one of the different Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Then the, uh, the Spider-Verse brings them all together. So now um, No Way Home is going to be that. And, you know, we're seeing uh, Doc Ock come back as the actual actor who played it with uh, Tobey Maguire. And that's going to be super fun. Um, J. Jonah Jameson, of course, is only played by one man. And uh, he is Omni-Man. So mm-hmm. we, uh, we give him much respect. Yeah. It was actually really good. Uh, Invincible Season 1 on Amazon was uh, very close to the comics they changed a few things but nothing that you know led to less gravitas and they they nailed that quite well what was this invincible invincible yeah it's the animated series on uh mm-hmm. amazon so they they were they did a really good job with the boys and made a lot of money and like, okay i like that and then uh they took uh the invincible comic written by the same guy that did uh walking dead okay it's superman ish kind of thing so he did that and it's a lot of fun great read and uh yeah check it out yeah i'm i'm super pumped because now they're able to really just take the stories of all of these various characters and just go ape shit without having to really tell people oh yeah this is 100 canon and you need to commit it to memory because now it's uh, part of the story it's like well it's part of one of an infinite amount of stories yeah. and it gives it gives writers the ability to again like have fun communicate their story that they want to and then if they need to eh, take maxi just kidding it's actually that happened over here not here and it also kind of keeps the gatekeeping trolls out the ones that are like oh you like uh marvel comics uh name everybody that was in the third x-men group oh shit so <laughs> well i mean yeah, do you think you're going to get a lot of pushback just because there is people like, oh yeah, no, I want it to stay. The story is like how it is. I don't want to see it go off into this different verse or this different era. I like the the original stuff. I mean, oh, absolutely. And uh, there's a there's an old uh, Anderson credo. Uh, Fuck them, they'll be all right. So uh, <laughs> uh, this is how it is. You know, like they if they want to continue. You know, you want to live forever. You want to keep watching the old stuff. Fine, don't don't subscribe to new yeah. stuff. Well, you know, people don't like change, man. You know no. how it is. No, I mean, uh, you don't like what they're, uh, you know, they're pushing out at you, Karen. Don't go to shop at Target. You know, just uh, figure your shit out. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, people, people forget that the right to choose also means the right that other people can do the same. And it's almost as if it shuts down once it goes outside that bubble. Yeah. Yeah, John, I mean, I don't know, man. I think, you know. I agree 100% that if you don't want to watch anything, if you don't want to listen to it, it's easy to just hit a button, turn it off, block it, whatever. But yeah. uh, not everyone thinks that way, unfortunately. So my feelings. <laughs> yeah, and they want to make sure everyone knows about it. Then they get on Twitter yeah. and make sure they get their Twitter army ready to go. Oh, let, me, let me see if I can get you canceled in two sentences or less. Uh, oh, God. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dave Chappelle 
lot like Chick-fil-A. People want to talk about it and being like, oh, we're going to cancel you, but motherfuckers in line trying to fill their gut, you know, belts and bellies. Um, every time he has a show, it's sold out. And uh, the guy at Chick-fil-A was like, oh, you know, I, uh, I don't like the homosexual community. People were like, we're going to boycott him. Yeah, yeah, that boycott lasted all of about 30 exactly. Every time yeah. I pass by Chick-fil-A, I was like, motherfucker, are they giving it away? Exactly, <laughs> dude. It doesn't matter what time you go either, man. Nah. Like I always say, like, oh, yeah, it's after lunch right now. We'll be fine. No big deal. Nope. I see people in the parking lot and it's a Sunday. I'm like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, if you really, yeah. I, I read something one time, like, hey, if you really want to impress me, bring Chick-fil-A to me on a Sunday. Right. You know? But, yeah, man. It's a and crazy people, people have a lot of uh, power and opinions and authority, and they've been pushing things, you know, like, and cancel culture isn't new. It's funny that people are like, oh, you know, there's this group of people that are trying to cancel stuff. So I was like, yeah. Are you familiar with human history at all? Because I'm pretty sure that the entirety of it is the uh, the winner's rights to suppress, you know, or promote any information that they want. So we don't have a physical war going on right now. Um, here, Afghanistan's doing well because of that. But uh, <laughs> you know, jokes aside, we do have like you know the cyber war that's going on where it's just information and people. It, it used to be about being right. Now it's about being first and then hopefully correcting it so that you're right enough that you don't get attacked later. And it's it's a very interesting prospect. You know, people are like, well, I'm offended. It's like, well, why, why do I fucking care? It's like, well, wow. me and, you know, 3,000, 10,000, 100,000 of my friends are now going to, you know, bombard you with hate and slander and things like that. And it's like, okay, so all y'all are assholes and you have a gang of assholes and your your gang ascribes to a certain belief kind of like organized religion but if you say that then it pisses them off and i mean you think that could be partly because you know you know like all right so you know we're not you and i i think and we may have talked about this before so sorry folks if you've heard this before but if uh you know like we, we get on video games we we're talking shit to each other and we're saying stupid shit i mean we're just fucking around with each other you can't stream a damn lick of that exactly but you know we know you we're just joking around we don't mean any of it we're just giving each other a hard time but you do think you know maybe because in today's society that you know we almost live in a we do live in a swipe society i guess you could say but parents have overprotected their children so much that you know if you do like that's what they learn growing up anytime harm or something comes their way they're automatically supposed to voice their opinion and say no that's bad this is not fun now that's probably a poor way to put it but that's kind of, you know what i'm kind of what i'm saying um i'm feeling the energy and it's you know i think that parents and children voicing their opinion like i don't like this is perfectly healthy but then it's like i don't like this like well fine you don't you don't have to fucking like it didn't ask you if you liked it and quite frankly i figured you wouldn't like it but i don't give a shit like is also a perfectly reasonable response. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't like it that uh, I'm not getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to fucking exist. And, uh, you know, making that Elon uh, Musk money just because, you know, I show up all handsome, waking up fresh. But uh, the fuck do you do? And people are trying to, I think they're trying to, you know, feel validated because, uh, especially the kids now, because you can't go to school anymore because, uh, you know, various covid mandates and oh, we're going to do virtual or we're going to do there so i mean school shootings have dropped that's nice but uh, you know the other other part of that is we have taught an entire generation that it's zero 100 you know the yolo lifestyle is uh, it's real it's a thing and we've gotten a lot of pros and a lot of negatives We've gotten people that are like, oh, well, you need to you need to show up to the job. And, you know, I know that you're sick and that it's, you know, storming outside and it's super unsafe for you, but you need to come in here and work because I fucking said so. And they're like, actually, no, you're an asshole and I quit. And, you know, you're seeing a lot of positive feedback from that. Employers are like, oh, we can't treat people like shit anymore. That's pretty cool. But then you also get people that are like, well, you know, um, I see you wearing a mask when you go into a store and you know i don't think you should wear a mask and it's like okay i'm not making you wear one versus not the fuck yeah you know like why are you trying to get up in my business and i always like to take the uh 
anti-maskers approach on that one because it's like oh you know you have to wear a mask is very common like mandatory vaccines and i think i said that uh on your show last time i was on that that was coming down the pipe from the dod because whatever the military prescribes as uh requirements typically will go through a uh, large industry and then of course follow through with schools and stuff like that but sure that's that's a whole other topic well real quick uh did you see, you just said Elon Musk? Did you see? You know, obviously, he just became like the richest man, and he's all, been that. Yeah, but anyway, did, uh, what I was getting at, what uh, the UN said that yeah, if he would give up his shares of Tesla, six, or something, six billion dollars, uh, they could solve world hunger. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, all right, well, show me if you yeah. show me how, I'll happy be happy to do it. Yeah, I, I thought that was the right call. You know, you get a lot of these numbers, and he's like, yeah, give me. Uh, do public postings of where the money's being spent, how you're solving it. He's like, I'll cash it out tomorrow. And they're like, uh, uh, he's like, no, nah, motherfucker. You're like, yeah, you're, you're fine putting up my money in a bullshit argument. You know, tell me what's good. And if you can, and of course the, uh, you and properly shut the fuck up <laughs> because it's one of those things where it's like, they're not going to explain how $6 billion could solve it. It was just one of those bullshit things to, uh, attack the wealthy. I was like, you can call him a, uh, what is that, Dogecoin dumping dick because he went and said, oh, buy Doge. And then everybody bought Doge and he sold his. And he's like, hey, I made a fuck lot of money. Uh -huh. And I was like, you're an asshole. Like, oh, yeah, you're a dick. But, you know, to have these government organizations come out and say, like, just randomly, like, oh, you know, see this rich guy over here? Like, yeah, we've been blowing hundreds of millions of dollars and more and more people are, you know, dying from uh, poverty. But if this one dude figured it out, uh he we would you know be fine he's like well fuck you then if you know it be about it and tell me and they're like uh so yeah. it's good they don't mind spending all that money when it comes to that comes to war and stuff you know so they dump all the money they can and so was it 132 private yeah. jets reused for the uh yeah um well we're we're destroying the environment and we need to make sure that we stop using fossil fuels. So in the literal year that everyone's figured out how to use Zoom and other technologies to uh, communicate remotely, we're going to uh, fly our very large private jets. Oh yeah, when uh, jet fuel prices are extra high uh, <laughs> out to uh, a singular location during a pandemic in which we're all supposed to be vaccinated yet also maintaining social distancing. The fact that none of their PR people really reached out to them I was like, okay, all right. I see, uh, I see what you're doing there. Fuck it up. Did you see the other day where Biden was falling asleep at that global warming uh, conference or whatever? Uh, everything after no, that it was uh, was just standard. You see <laughs> Biden falling asleep? Yes. Yes. Any, anytime I turn on the TV, uh, he's, he's nodding off. And, uh, I mean, he, he was doing it years ago, but usually there's a child's head in an ATV. <laughs> So yeah, um, um, Big John, let's take this one home, man. All right, well, buddy, it's been uh, been a fun year getting to watch your show grow and flow. So happy to be a part of it for the little bit oh, that I have, and uh, yeah, like I said, hopefully uh, throw in enough hashtags to get you noticed by the wrong people. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, I will say uh, this in the closure. It's amazing how many people are like sending death threats, like Fauci got death threats or something. And all of these people are like, oh, you know, we're super aggressive. Like, what would what would you do if I broke into your home? And that was probably one of my more fun Twitter uh, comments because people are like, what would you do if I, if I broke in? And people are responding with like just ridiculous shit. One guy uh, was from Texas and he's like, um, yeah. Yeah, um, you can pick the easy way or the hard way. The easy way is the wheelchair. The hard way is the door. They're like, why is the wheelchair the easy way? He's like, because if you pick the wheelchair, I have to remember to stop so I can wheel you out. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. I think uh, we're we're going to see in the next five years a lot more people just getting hit in the face. You know, it's like you're going to say something stupid, you're going to get belted in the mouth for it, and you're you're going to come out with one of two things you're either going to be like yep i absolutely believe that this is the right opinion and that i need to fight for it and it's going to you know have some people grow and develop there or people are going to be like nope that's fucking wrong and i'm real sorry i'm not going to say that again but either way it's going to start course correcting itself so i'm excited good
Yeah, let's have a positive note in this one on. So, it's <laughs> so anyway, John, you've been a good friend, good supporter of this. I appreciate you a whole lot for it. You don't know how much I do. So, again, thank you for being here for this episode. I'm glad you were. So, I'd be a part of it, baby. Yeah, Woo! man. So, let's, like I said, let's end it on a good positive note. And we'll be back at sometime, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know when, but we'll schedule it again. He'll be here. Don't worry about it. Uh, if you want to, do you want to give out your socials and all that? If people want to look you up or stuff, or you don't have to. My social security number is <laughs> and cut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll post some hashtags. Okay. Good deal. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are gone. Thank you for listening and all that good stuff and supporting this podcast. All right, we're out of here. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park